0: Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life.
1: On SEN, The Odds Couple, with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall.
0: Good morning everyone and welcome to the Odds Couple on SEN with thanks to Sportsbet, although we may have to rebrand the show The Missing Couple. No Simon Marshall and now no Simon O'Donnell. David, take good morning to you. What's
2: going on? Good morning, mate. What about this turn of events? I thought the intro would have changed. Come on. Okay. Hey, the, the Odds Couple, Simon and Simon, and they're not even here. Turn it up. For, for the first show of the new racing season.
0: Well, SD Marshall is in. Uh, he's busy on Junketville up at uh, Darwin, and Scoob has come down crook. So Trent Mason out in the host chair this Sucking morning. Sucking up, Scoob, and joined by Julian Valens from Sports. Get our uh, sports Good morning, Jules.
3: G'day trains. G'day tags. Jules. Yes, uh, those two boys. Look, obviously, Scoob. I wish you all the best, but SD. Yeah, I don't particularly care. Thirty <laughs> degrees. I think, Thirty degrees. I mean, he'd be doing it tough, wouldn't he?
0: I know it's not the the best time for racing in the midst of winter. And we're still a month or so away from seeing the really good horses return, but a little bit more commitment would be appreciated boys. Well, it's it's the industry. It never stops. So
2: you don't stop. So, uh, and these boys, they just, well, he's sort of working. He's on, as you say, he's on a junket, but he's up there. It's not working. working. Darwin, the races. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. I'm trying to make excuses for him and. I shouldn't be
0: now tags you wanted to you reminded me to mention uh during our pre show production meeting that uh you've been sick all week as well, and you've turned up, so I'll just want to put that out there, so yes, thanks for showing a bit of intestinal fortitude. not all heroes wear capes that's right <laughs> correct. You can join us at any stage on the text this morning, zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen all right boys, uh, plenty to get through and t o Nugent will be our special guest oh, out of the eight thirty news uh, one of the up and coming apprentices is yes. going really well. Intention to Kirimau and David Usa, so we'll chat to him. Uh, boys, plenty of news floating around during the week. Some we can't mention. <laughs> There's plenty of rumours doing the rounds at the moment, and stay tuned to see if any of those come to light. But uh, some good news from the UK overnight. It wasn't was the Ashes, of course, with uh, Rory Burns putting on his maiden Test 100 to put the Poms in a commanding position in the first test at Edgebaston. But Hootson returned to her best with a second uh, overnight behind the very smart sprinter Batash. And... Nice to see her bounce back after that disappointing run. Second. Yeah, she who, runs. Who wrote her? Ryan Moore was on board Ooh, last night. got so. one of the leading jocks on her. Yeah, nice to see her return to form. We we saw her blow the start in the king stand and she was pretty much out the gate or out of the race um, during that race, but she raced at Goodwood last night and she's run about a length and a half second to Batash, who's really smart, Jules.
3: Yeah, Batash is a absolute world sprinter, like top class. I think probably three or four years ago, we didn't think the UK sprinters were much good, but. Uh Blue Point, he, this is a horse that was sort of starting favorite against Blue Point in all these big races. Yeah. Blue Point got the edge on him uh, consistent, consistently. But 133 time form for Batash. Was it just a group two last night? But Batash is a genuine group one. He would be very competitive in our sprint races over here. So uh, a really good effort for Hootson.
2: And that's saying something too, if you're putting him in amongst our
3: sprinters. Oh, 100%. Yeah, no, the, those sprinters, Batash and Blue Point now are going to start. Um, they were world class. There's no doubting that.
0: That was the Group 2 King George Stakes at Goodwood last night, Tags. Um,
2: Frankie Dettori, has he been on a bit of a roll as well? Is, is Have I got that correct?
0: Yeah, he's been going really well. And interesting to see uh, some comments from Nick Williams uh, during the week that uh, they're keen to get Frankie on if an opportunity arises. They reckon that Frankie, it's the one race that he wants to win. He hasn't had the best of... What about just winning a, ra- a BM ra- race at <laughs> Flemington, let alone the Cup? <laughs>
2: he hasn't had the best record in Australia, has he? No, no. No. Uh, but isn't that correct? Did I read that right? He wrote eleven Group One winners in eight days. Yeah, that's phenomenal. He's a superstar. I know it sounds big because of Australia. Right? We don't have that. I mean, I mean, you go over Europe and you know you, you can ride in two or three countries in a day if you wanted to. But with Australia it's so big and we only have about seventy odd Group Ones, but for them, like I. Oh, that's why they've ridden one hundred and fifty two hundred Group Ones more, and that because they have so many. But still, eleven Group yeah, Ones in eight days. That's an incredible season. That's a phenomenal record. Tags, why can't he ride a winner in Victoria, in Australia? Victoria, in Australia, yeah. Just, I don't know. Is it, Is it different style a of t- race? Tighter tracks, we ride tighter. Uh, don't forget, you're not associated with a stable here too. When he comes across. Uh, but he gets and and good rides get, still. He, he does, still gets you, good rides. You only get the one. You only get the one chance. One ride in the cup, mm. of course. He has run a few placings in it. I mean, he's not far off. Mm. But yeah, but for for his phenomenal record outside of Australia, to then have it in his
0: record in Australia is woeful. So uh, yeah, that's something he'll have to work on. For a guy of his standing, Jules, he'd be keen to right those wrongs, and he seems like an ultra competitive. Guy who's very
3: proud and be keen to sort of notch up a decent winner here in Melbourne. Oh, absolutely! Like you can just tell oh, he's just a beast, a competitive beast. They're the ones that are the best, you know, mm. in the world. We've got it sort of here with Damien Oliver, um, those kinds of jockeys. Look, I would love to see him win a Melbourne Cup. I'm a massive fan of Frankie Dettori, but
0: be good celebration.
3: Oh, well, yeah, and I reckon it'd go I'd go for a while. I go for a few <laughs> weeks too. I think Frankie can celebrate. Don't worry about that. Um, he just seems to ride. you get. He just seems to. Be so wide on some of these horses sometimes. I reckon he was in the Flemington car park on one of the horses yeah. there. Uh, look, he's a superstar talent. If he can get on the right horse and just get the right run, we know he's going to be able to lift him over the line. Mm. Speaking of
0: jockeys, there was some interesting news coming out of Queensland this week. Um, young jockey Luke Tarrant, who won the Magic Millions two-year-old race a couple of years ago, 2015, I think from memory. It might have been 2016 on Le Chef for Daryl Hanson. He's had his issues with drugs over the years and he's found himself back in court during the week and was handed a 30-month probation from the Sunshine Coast Magistrates Court. Now, following that sentence or or that verdict, a lot of the jockeys in Queensland have gone to the stewards and said, we don't feel comfortable riding with Luke in the race. Um, Yeah, good. The the Queensland stewards or uh, the Queensland Racing Integrity Commission, as it's known up there, Curic, has since stood Luke Tarrant down um, and said basically, go away, concentrate, get yourself back and... You know, we'll revisit the situation, but they feel it's in the best interest of all concerned that Luke is not riding. Tags, where do you stand on that? Yeah, first and foremost, we've got to get Luke Luke a lot of help. It's yep. not
2: his first indiscretion, as we all know. So, uh, yeah, with the jockeys protesting and not wanting to ride, I can see that wholeheartedly. I, I'm anti-drugs myself. It's you, Sometimes your brain's fried just through wasting, mm. as it is, let alone if, you, if you're doped up on something, as and as you say, he's, mm. he's a known meth addict and... And that, So if he's if he's taking that and he's going out to ride, like, Jesus, the the brain's going haywire. Mm. And you've got – there's lives at stake. So these jockeys want to go back home to their wives and family. It's, it's the most dangerous sport, yeah. occupation in the world as it is. It's tough enough and as it is. And then doing it on drugs. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. So yeah. safety's paramount and I can
0: understand why these jockeys are blowing up. We certainly wish uh, Luke all the best. He's going to undergo a rehabilitation program and there'll be regular drug testing as well. So good luck to Luke Tarrant. He's a talented jockey, so hopefully he can turn things around. Third time lucky, wouldn't it? Yeah, right. yeah. And, um, you know, we've seen Jason Maskeel turn turn his life around, and he's, you know, going from strength to strength at the moment. So hopefully Luke can take a bit of inspiration from Jason and, and follow suit. Uh, on some sad news for the industry, we lost Magic Albert during the week, mm. one of the um, really good bread, bread and butter stallions duels. Like he was, he didn't have any real champions, but he was a really good good stallion.
3: Yeah, it's just one of those stallions that just kept producing season in, season out. So, um, you know, disappointing again for the for the studs the, or the stud that had Magic Albert. But, um, you know, we've got plenty of uh, rising horses yeah. coming up into the stud ranks. I saw another one, Siege Quebec yep. is now a new – we've got plenty of stallions yeah. now. I, I wouldn't have seen a Group 3 winner becoming a, star, a, a stallion probably 15 years ago, but – yeah, Aquas Farm. Have,
0: invincible. Aquas Farm have got a lot of those. Um, Lean Mean Machines. Another one that they've put on their books as well. So it'll be, yeah, fascinating to see how they perform, um, given that they never really reached the heights on the track. They so, were still blue blood. Yeah, very well Absolutely, that's the key. So uh, I love this city and Albert the Fat. Probably two of uh, Magic Albert's best progeny. Uh, speak. Just going back to jockeys' tags, we saw that really um, unfortunate incident earlier in the week at sale with the meeting Nasty. Yeah, being called off. Turn when uh, there was a, a really shocking fall and some of those jockeys have sustained some nasty injuries uh, from that and we wish them all the very best in their recovery. Chris Caserta's got a confirmed fracture, C5, bruised lung concussion, six-week recovery. This is from the Victorian Jockeys Association. And that was That's on Chris, is it? That's Chris Caserta. That's, that's amazing
2: news considering he was the one that got airlifted and there yes. was serious thoughts of, uh, yeah, I mean, he was in a serious way. So that for him to only have mm. that after what what was initially announced be
0: getting airlifted that's great news. Joe Bowditch has a sustained stable fracture in his neck and a fractured left clavicle 2 to 3 month recovery so not good news there for Joe Bowditch. and Michael Walker was involved in the fall as well and he described it as a scene out of the matrix. So I'm a, he, he's a different cat Mick Walker but uh
3: yeah it, it, was, <laughs> it was it, it was, was it was scary there for a while like yeah. absolutely anytime you you know you've got uh, a jockey being airlifted, I think it becomes, ex- yep. you know, it's it's serious enough as it is anyway. But when they're bringing in a chopper, it's... um It's never it's good news. Absolutely not. And that, Multiple... ha- that happened
2: to me. They brought in the yeah. chopper for my legs because they were that bad. But the, the meeting actually got called off. Uh, and it was it was only because of the sombre m- moment of, of mm. the fall. It wasn't any track-related incident, I don't think. Like, I I was actually in the race when um, Gavin List passed away at Maui. Yep. And the meeting went on. And even though he's pronounced dead on the way to the, the hospital, uh, we, we even though we didn't want to be there, but we rode anyway. We had the commitments, but uh, this yeah, meeting must was, have been
0: hard. It's it's very hard, and it's uh,
2: and and this meeting was called off. So mm. I was a little bit surprised by that. Yeah,
0: uh, Thomas Stockdale, the apprentice, also has a fractured left foot. So plenty of uh, injuries coming out of that four, And we wish all those jockeys and. and Tommy's just come back from yeah, what, he has, an injury
2: yeah. from about yeah, six months ago. And so. he, was, he was absolutely going able. well. He was
3: flying. He. Yeah. he was in great touch. And yeah. you
2: could have nearly marked him as one of the leading apprentices for this season. 100%. Even though he hasn't got to the town, or they're holding him mm. back, but – whether they would have let him loose after the spring car right in France too. With that Not sure. um, racing yeah, Victoria
3: initiative. From the office, we were waiting for him to get to town because he would have had that three kilo claim right. and we just thought he would just destroy them just with that three kilo yeah, and claim. they've held him. And they've um, held him back. Yeah, which so. is probably good. But then obviously you get these injuries, you've got to maybe strike while the iron top. But, Correct. Um, he'll be one to be following when he's back. He's a genuine talent. Boys, we'll get to Nathan Brown at
0: Sportsbet very shortly. Just a couple of horses going around today that I want to mention. Uh, Jules, can you get your thoughts on, question without notice here, by the way, uh, Mooney Valley, race two, number two, Mystical Pursuit, the younger sister of the Cox Plate favourite in uh,
3: Mystic Journey? Yeah, she's in an absolutely white-hot race. I reckon there's two genuine great races, good races that'll be able to follow through the spring, and race two is one of them, race eight's the other one, but um, she's four from four in Tassie. Uh, look, I think she needs to take the step. I think yeah. she's about $6.50 at the moment. We expect her to drift. I'm not saying she she can't win, but... Uh, this is a, a white-hot race. This is a really good race. Uh, so she, if she was to come out and win this, well, then uh, she might be able to get somewhere near uh, yep. Mystic Journey. But I, I think she might find these ones a little bit hot.
0: Absolute flirt in the race. You've got Star returning from Group 1 Company. She was a good two-year-old. Uh, Dressy Avenue. So, as you mentioned, it is a really good race. And Sea Tonic's flying as well for Ma Eustace. So... That's race two today at the Valley. And Tags, one of the more exciting animals going around today, in my opinion, the beautifully bred four-year-old gelding from the Godolphin team uh, by Lonro out of Mannington. Rohiran yes. resumes two wins from three outings. Lines up in race five with Karen McAvoy on board. Yeah, I've, I wouldn't be taking the forty about
3: him. Two short jewels. Oh. Yeah, well, I think he was $1. fifty the last time he yeah. ran, and that didn't work out too well, did it? Yeah, yeah.
2: Just, uh, and, and Josh Parr's got questioned his ride that day, but... Uh, He's been, it's a heavy eight up there. He won on debut on a heavy ten. F- one by three-quarters of length. They did space the rest. Uh, there was about four lengths behind to Flying Legend. And then we saw the best of him defeating Ronstar by four, and then we thought he this is a serious horse in the making, and then, of course, he's got beat. Went out the paddock. He ran last in a jump out the other day. Heavy track, heavy eight, whether he's ready. Benchmark 88, so this is a big step up in Class 2 from his three-year-old BM 76, 81, so... Dollar forty. I know there's not a lot of depth in this race. Only a small field of
0: seven or eight, but I wouldn't couldn't be taking the dollar I wouldn't him. be backing him at a at, dollar at forty with stolen money today. First yeah. up, heavy track. He's got bigger fish to fry. How well you know is he is he ready to well, go?
2: Well, he hasn't. He's he's won like a good horse, but he hasn't. Yeah, it's like he's been in restricted. Class, That's right. He's still so got to come out and do it. One hundred percent. So no, it'd
0: be interesting though. He's certainly got plenty of ability. So we uh, look forward to uh, seeing what Roherin can do.
1: On SEN, The Odds Couple with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall.
0: Welcome back to The Odds Couple with thanks to SportsBet. Time now to chat to our very good friend of mine, one of the uh, gurus of tipping winners up in Queensland, and that is uh, Chris Nelson. Good morning, Chris. How are you?
4: Very well, thanks, Trent. How are you going this morning?
0: Going very well, mate. You've no doubt cast your eye over the Carter Dooman today. Got a couple of specials for us?
4: Yeah, I think I have now. I know that the guys have been tipping uh, long-priced winners or double figure winners uh, uh, easily, or plenty of them lately, so I thought I'd better come along with a couple of good-priced ones. So we'll kick off with race five, and that's horse number two, Aquavit. Now, Aquavit's been going uh, just averagely at the moment on paper, but if you drill a bit deeper into his form, it's not that bad, and he, he strikes a much more suitable race today. He draws a good alley, and he'll appreciate stepping up to 1,600 metres with a little bit of weight off his back. So he's, on, he's in double-figure odds at the moment. Have something each way. Race five, number two, Aquavit.
0: Okay, what else What race, else you got for us? We said, go to uh, race
4: nine. We go to race nine, sorry, Trent. And we're going with number nine, the Avenger. The old race nine, number nine. Third at Eagle Farm last time out behind. Looks like Elvis was a very good run. Drew a wide gate on that occasion. Had to go back to last and ran on strongly, as, uh, as obviously explained there. And before that, I uh, was also caught wide at Eagle Farm and ran on quite well there. Also, gate number one today for the Avenger. Chris Waller trains Michael Carl to take the ride. He certainly won't be caught wide today. I think he's got a great chance of a uh, breaking through for an overdue win. So, race nine, number nine, the Avenger, the other one.
0: Okay, and you've been dominating on Northern Dreams on Racing dot com, uh, which is a show that highlights the great racing in the uh, in North Queensland at the moment with the. Northern Crown Series, and you wore a shirt on Thursday's show that would look more look more more like my nana's curtains. But uh, anyway, you've got <laughs> we've got the Cairns New Market there on today, feature race, the sprint, and we've got Mr. Attitude and trainer Ricky Vale going for the $100,000 bonus. Can you find us a winner in the New Market?
4: I can find you a winner. I think, I think it's out of two chances in the New Market, and they, uh, Mr. Attitude, of course, goes for that bonus, as you mentioned, and uh, Ozark. I think one of the two will win, and you can back both and still show a profit. So stick with those two there. But all I think the best of the day at Cairns is race six, number four, Crocodile Shoes. Just looks beautifully placed there. And just on the shirt too, Trent, I had a lot of good positive feedback on the <laughs> shirt. I don't think anyone bagged it until I got to you.
0: That's nice of your family to uh, to stay in touch. Chris, good on you, <laughs> mate. Nice to chat and uh, good punning today.
4: Thanks, Trent. Have a good day.
0: Chris Nelson there with some winners for us uh, up north in Queensland, boys. We know racing is uh, far and wide and plenty of racing in Queensland today right throughout the state and their feature meeting there at Cairns, of course, with the new market as well as racing at Dooman. Uh, boys, let's get back to Victoria, though. And, uh, Jules, we saw an interesting jump out yesterday. The old boy Hartnell, the superstar, he just um, keeps on
3: going. He had a jump out at Flemington yesterday. He sure does. I think probably 18 months ago, I thought it was probably the best we were ever going to see of Hartnell, but then he came out and just had a sensational uh, last spring. I think what's going to happen is they'll go to the PB Lawrence first up, and then probably have uh, around four weeks to five weeks off and, and hit the Maccabi Diva, that group one at Flemington over 1600 metres. And I reckon that's a race right up his alley. It's going to be a hot race. Horses like Mystic Journey are yeah. it as well. But, geez, he's just such you a think good, he'll so bypass good. the Memsey I million so. I think so. I think what they want to do is they like him spaced space runs now. Yep. And having that Memsey into the Maccabi, I think, it's only two weeks. So I just feel like the PB Lawrence, which he's ran in so yeah. many times, and then that. Four or five week break into the Macaiby is perfect for Hartnell. That's the way I think James is thinking with this horse. He's better just with some space. Yeah, he, he
0: races, particularly in the latter stages of his career. I I like him fresh. I, Correct. He runs some. runs some re, really good races when he's fresh. But he's just been a super horse, Tags, hasn't he? Yeah. Well, he's he's he, what, what more
2: he's he came yeah. to our shores, dominated, kept on fronting and, up against Winks. Yeah, hundred percent. Mm. And. Uh, it never deterred him running mm. second to Winks, and as you say, he's come out and he he won a Turnbull, was it a Turnbull? Yeah, like, what he did. And, yeah,
3: what he did that Turnbull was yeah. just breathtaking, five six lengths, yeah. you know, just absolutely, you know, as if they were stuck to the ground. It and was, that was, was
0: so good for the Cox Plate that year, wasn't it? Because it was like, all right, here we go, we've got a yeah. match race, <laughs> and then Winks comes out and <laughs> does what she did. But yeah. it was billed as, and I think you know, you asked the Winks camp, they would have been concerned with given how uh, well Hartner was going. Do you not think my my heart said no? It was,
2: because Winks had already had the runs on the board, mm. and uh, but there was a lot of daydreamers out there thinking, "Oh, Hartnell can push, push Winks," but it was never going to be the case. He I just, mean, it's easy to talk about it now after the yeah. fact, but
3: yeah, as I was, you say, yeah, I was but, one of the daydreamers. I thought he would run a, yeah. <laughs> but you yeah. know the six hundred metres, Flemington. Was, so he lost Flemington.
0: She jogged she, up, she jogged up to him, and then J Mac had to get stuck into Hartnell. And Huey was just kidding on yeah, wings just smoking the pipe thinking, yeah. how easy is this going to be? And she just left him for dead. It was yeah. like a, uh, you know, to use a, an analogy, it was a, like a men against boys. Uh, yeah. would,
2: it, would it be nice for her to run in that turn? though that he won by seven, that might have yeah. been the...
3: Yeah, well, you say that, but yeah. I mean, you know, she probably just would have smoked him as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. She's the greatest of my life. You know, yeah. we're going to miss her. Uh, yeah, we are. We are, are going to miss her. She was a beauty.
0: All right, uh, we need to get to the newsroom. John Michael will give us the latest news update after the break when to catch up with Teo Nugent.
1: On SEN, The Odds Couple, with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall.
0: Welcome back to The Odds Couple with thanks to a bet Time to chat to our very special guest now, and it's a young man who's going places, really making a name for himself throughout the winter months when apprentices can shine, Theodore Nugent. Good morning, Teo. How are you? Uh, good, thank you. That's the way. Thanks for joining us on The Odds Couple this morning. Just tell us a little bit about your backstory and how you got involved in the sport.
5: Um, so I got involved in a pretty early age. Um, Dad used to train a couple of jumpers. I think he finished up in 2012 now. And um, But uh, always been brought up in the horse racing industry and um, decided uh, school wasn't for me and um, went down the horse racing path.
0: And your apprentice to Kieran Maher and David Eustace at Caulfield. Uh, how are they to work for?
5: Yeah, Kieran and David, great. Um, they give me a, a lot of opportunity. You can see I've got a couple of nice rides today and tomorrow for them. And... Um, I've been with them just over three years now. Um, spent three months with game measuring bot up in Sydney. Um, but before all that, I, I actually learned how to ride horses over in Ireland and um, a year over there and um, basically learned the ropes before I come over here.
0: Who were you working for in Ireland, To, And and how? just tell us a little bit more about that experience and how it differs to riding in Australia.
5: Yeah, Ireland was great. I um, spent t- just over 10 months there um, for a trainer called Michael Helford, um, a big Godolphin trainer. He had a couple of horses at Aga Khan, and uh, that was great. I I spent 10 months with him, and I originally wanted to get my uh, apprenticeship out with him. Um, But it was such a big operation. He had about 120 horses in work. and um, Yeah, it was was a great setup. It was just very hard to get going there. And I actually come home here for a little bit of a holiday and end up riding a little bit of work for Kieran and um, and fell in with Kieran. So uh, um, have a look back.
2: Yeah, T.O., David Taggarty, mate. Yeah, not a bad stable to get involved with, uh... Of course they're flying at the moment, uh your bosses, uh Mar and Eustace. Uh also your rides today, it's it's it must be a feather in your cap too. You've got six rides all for different trainers too. So you're getting uh uh well spread your rides and for all different trainers. That that has to be a feather in your cap for that.
5: Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it's crazy how quickly it's happened. I, I only went to uh to start riding in the city early this year, I think February or March this year. I had my first ride in town and and uh, I've almost lost my three kilos in town. So to see the way um, things are going is, uh, has happened quite quickly.
2: And as you say, you're riding for two of the oh, most informed stables today, uh, Lindsay Smith and, and, of course, your boss. Uh, and Daly. so he, he's dropping back to the mile today. Uh, what, what's your plan of attack there? He's drawn a little bit awkward out in seven and back to the mile, as we said. He probably will get back that, that tad.
5: He will. Look, I I, uh, I know this horse really well. Kieran and Dave used to have him in his care, and uh, I was fortunate enough to ride him, I think, two of his three starts with us. And, uh, yeah, he... Uh, he get, Well, I've rode him out over 2,000 and plus, and um, I won on him there at, at Caulfield. But stepping back to a mile um, definitely is a query, but, um, you know, the great Lindsay Smith has, has obviously got him uh, hopefully worked out, and um, he draws barrier seven. So, um, yeah, to after... after Going, going, to obviously need a little bit of luck in running, but um, all going to all going to plan, you um, should have a forward showing.
2: And I think your best ride comes up in race six here. The statesman, he hits his race fourth run in the twenty five hundred looks perfect. You've drawn drawn uh, a ten out of twelve. You will have to go forward on him. You've got no other option. But geez, it's a big class drop uh, after just getting beaten by two lengths behind Lord Belvedere in a BM90. Drops to a seventy eight, and it looks his race.
5: Exactly right. He's played very, very well. Kieran and Dave have done a great job with him. Um, he's a nice, uh, nice import we've got. He's had, he has had a prep here with um, before with Darren Weir, and, yes. and we've now acquired him. But uh, I rode him first up this prep, and I ran, I think, second or third at, uh, at Sandown, and um, to see him go on from that, he ran a really good race last start. Just got beat by a good horse of ours with Belvedere, and. Um, To see him out to 2,500 is a big plus. Um, Just a sticky gate, so um, we're just going to have to work that out. But, um, yeah, the the race looks to map well, and uh, hopefully he's too strong.
2: You'll have to ride him like a good thing, like Dr Drill you did up in Sydney a couple of weeks ago by sitting outside the leader. (laughs) Now, from bad gates to good gates, the last. Non-Pierre, we know he's got a a ton of uh, pace. You will have to hold your position on her. I should say she is a mare. Um, And it looks like more wanted. It's got a lot of pace uh, just outside you too. But uh what what's your option gonna be? Are you gonna lead or you think you may take the box seat over this thousand metre trip?
5: Yeah, non pay, I've ridden her a couple of times and have had a little bit of luck on her. Um I think a, a big forgive run, two starts back at Sandown first up this prep. Um just um her wheels are spinning going through the, the wet ground that day and but it was it was great to see last start of Packingham jump led too strong. Um, so drawing barrier one again, obviously try and keep it nice and simple lead or uh or be in the first yeah. two or three anyway. But um, she's a very nice chance. I like that with Drawn Barry one. And um, uh, sum up how the track's playing by that time of the day. Might be getting off the fence. But um, I, I really like her. I put put her right um, right up with my best chances.
0: So. Oh, beautiful. All the best today. a uh, last one from us. Uh, on the verge of spring carnival, a young jockey like yourself, what? how do you attack a, a spring carnival? Is it just head down, bum up, and uh, try and get on as many good rides as you can?
5: Yeah, definitely right. Um, well, it's obviously going to be my first spring, Carnival. Mm. I was actually talking to uh, to my manager not too long ago. I said, how are we going to go coming in the spring? Um, obviously, we're, we're going to get flushed out when all the good jockeys come down from Sydney and, and whatnot. But um, I, I get in quite light with my riding weight. I can ride at 50 kilos. And um, hopefully, you know, if, if one presents itself with a light weight, um, um, yeah, hopefully go from You'll be there for it. Him and, yeah. yeah please, put your hopefully. hand and, that, and, that,
2: and that's the thing is, <laughs> As I said, when I started off and had a few rides over the spring carnival, it was all the lightweight chances and they're your opportunities. And if you happen to fluke one, uh, it's going to be it,
0: you're going to be away. So all the best over the spring if that opportunity arises. David just takes a conversation yes, and makes it all about himself. Theo, apologies Correct. for that. It's not uncommon <laughs> on this show, but uh, thanks again for joining us on the Odds Couple this morning and good luck today, mate. No pleasure. Thanks very much for having me. Thank you. There's uh, Theodore Nugent, a very a promising young rider. And uh, we're going to go to a break now on the odds couple. When we come back, we're going to go through the Valley Card race by race. Tags is going to, well, unless I decide to sack him between oh, now on, and uh, Quadi time, he's going to have a, another crack at the Quadi. His drought continues. Oh. Don't forget, you can grab your AFR record school. this weekend. Still just $5. Thanks to Karsha. Whatever the cleaning task, they have the solution official 2019 partner of the AFL record. Sure.
1: On SEN, The Odds Couple with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall.
0: No, no Simon Marshall, no Simon O'Donnell Who? today. It's Trent Mason Elder in the host chair, Julian Valance from Sportsbet and David Taggart here on The Odds Couple. And we're about to have a look at the Valley Card Boys. I just had a thought, maybe Scoob's not actually crook. Maybe he's in uh, the Bahamas um, enjoying some... Of his winnings from last week, his best oh. bet for the second week in a row, double figures into the wild at Mildura. Paul Prushka gets the job done at thirteen dollars. He's either that,
2: or he's or he's running scared because he's he's, he's never had a hat trick in his life, even when he played cricket. So,
0: <laughs>
2: so he, he I, I think morning, the pressure the, pr- the pressure may have got to him.
0: Nice little drive by from uh, wow. Do take it there for Simon O'Donnell, who's just slaying the winners at the moment at massive prices and. Uh, Plenty of uh, our audience enjoying Scoob's work. Stella from and saying nice collect from the big fella last week into the wild. Thank you, Stella, for your contribution on zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Righto, gentlemen, time for us to find some winners now at the Valley today, and uh, we're going to go through race by race. And Jules, you're going to tell us the best back runners at Sportsbet before we do tags. Yeah, and before we get to Jules, make sure you get your pens, pencils, and crayons, and
2: have your form guides be ready.
0: Righto, race number one: Seamus Mills Bloodstock Handicap, a thousand meters. Seamus Mills is a very good supporter of the industry and really looking yes. forward to Al Burke resuming here for Mike Moroney Jules.
3: Yeah, punters are probably keen on this one the most for race one. It's $2.90 into $2.50. It returns gelded. Just a quick one on the stats of those horses that when they are gelded since 2016, if you backed every horse gelded, you'd be 8.5% profit on your turnover. And that's right. a great result. It's the second most winningest Ooh. profit on your turnover in terms of gear changes. When you see in the form guides blinkers first time and gelded, just fill your boots. Oh, and there's one. There's one in the 30%. last as well. There's one in the last as there well. Is, there the there ultimate
0: is. gear change, hey. Two, two, stones, two stones lighter. That's it. All right. So race number two. This is the really good race we were talking about earlier in the show with.
3: Mystic Journey's little sister, Mystical Pursuit, making her Melbourne debut. Where's the money here? Yeah, the money's with the three Jetta star, $4.20 into $3.60 off that scintillating jump out, but they don't pay on jump outs, punters, so she's got to bring it to the track. And the eight down the bottom, Rumble Dole, $12 into $9.50. This is the fit horse taking on these horses resuming. We expect Rumble Dole to probably continue to firm up a little bit too, we think.
0: Okay, race number three. This is over 1,600 metres, take out numbers two and 12. Uh, What has been supported here?
3: Yeah, tricky race. 11 Kiss and Cry, $5.50 into $4.00. So got beaten by another one in the same race uh, here, but it's dropping heavily in weight. Uh, It's been well supported. And the other horse that's been supported is the eight Catching Beams, $10 into $7.00. So 11 and
0: eight in race number three. Race number four is over 1,600 metres here. Field of 10 to go around. Pagadali, we heard from uh, T.O. Nugent writing for Lindsay Smith. Any money for Pagadali?
3: Friendless at the moment. It's on the drift. It's one-way traffic here, Trent. 90% of the money is on the six. Travi, my friend, $3.50 into $3.10. It's on the quick back up. It's backed up twice before when it was in New Zealand. And best effort was a third. So um, it can back up. There's no issue in that.
0: Okay. So uh, just the one there, number six, Travi, my friend. Which closer to the quaddy race number five, takeout numbers three, four, 17,
3: 18 here, 1500 metres uh, handicap here. Where's the money? Yeah, this is a really tricky race, mainly because the three sort of main winning chances were all emergencies and they've all actually not got a run. Uh, so makes it very interesting. Uh, best backed runner, the eight Legali, $6.50 into $5.50, but I think this is a race where there's going to be plenty of movement in the market when we get closer to the race. I'm tipping you are happy it's not part of the quaddy at uh, race number
0: five there, Tags. It's a <laughs> it's a tough one. Race there's six a few is, open
3: races is
0: the first leg of the quaddy The Chandler McLeod handicap, 2,500 metres, take out numbers 10 and 13.
3: Yeah, number six more than ever, $3.30 into $2.60, but we're happy to take it on. We're going to be pushing it as best price throughout the day. We think it's a bit vulnerable today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the four we like, Miramar, $4.20 into $3.80. They're playing at the pointy end, the punters. They're the two that they want. Tags. Uh, before we get going, is there? I won't go through the sports bet specials, but is there any unexpected
2: sports bet specials like we did last week?
3: Yeah, we ran a we're running a Saturday Justice uh promo at the moment tags and last week we gave back a quarter of a million dollars to those that backed Caesar. He was terrible. He was very culty in the yard. Um we gave back 250,000, so if you had a bet on Caesar up to a $1,000 back in bonus bets and we'll be doing that again this Saturday for a horse that's unlucky. Uh, make sure you get on Sportsbet Twitter and get involved there. Yeah, yeah, it just,
2: was it justice or you felt guilty because you tipped it to all, <laughs> all our listeners out there on
3: on this program last week? Yeah, well, I felt guilty, and I also uh, had a fair crack at it myself, so, yeah, it wasn't great. was on just, his wrong leg all the way around. Yeah, it wasn't. Speaking
0: yeah. of gelding, yeah. he, he might need gelding, I think, to say. He had his yeah. mind on other things last week,
3: didn't he? Yeah, 100%. He was uh, extremely culty, as they say, in the yard. So yeah, Tags, very, very bullish. Numbers it, in the
2: first leg of the quarter. Yeah, please. Jules, uh, he's got the numbers here. Big class drop. As I said, I like the stakes. We spoke to To that uh, he's given a bit of a plug. just a little bit worried how he's going to ride it. I think he's just got to be aggressive and go straight outside the leader and take the, the, uh, take the race on like he did with Dr. Drill up in Sydney. I'm actually not sure how number three, Bling Dynasty, this old time is 20 to 1. I think he's huge over, so he has to go in. So uh, we're looking for a little bit of an upset here. So the numbers here are 1, 2, 3, 4
0: and 6. One, two, three, four, and six. First leg of the quaddie race. Number seven over the Cox Plate distance of 2,040 metres. No scratching. He's a field 11 to do battle here, Jules.
3: Yeah, the 10 Twilight Run, progressive four-year-old taking on the older horses, which mm-hmm. we know uh, $3.70 into $3.20, 75% of the money is on the 10 Twilight Run. And the other horse that's been supported is the three, Al Galail, $17 into $10. It's getting fitter. I think it probably needs this track to dry out a little bit, but... Uh, if it's ready to go, its best would be good enough.
2: Yeah, Twilight Run. she, as you say, she, not sure if she deserves to be a favourite, but her form suggests uh, she's up to him. Number three, as you say, Al he's is undefeated over this course and distance. He's two from two, so that's the, that's the standout for me. And and Masculino, he
0: loves racing here too. So the numbers here are three, four, seven, and ten. Three, four, seven, and ten in the second leg race, number eight on the card, the penultimate over twelve hundred <coughs> metres, the sprinter. Pull out three. 5 and
3: 12. Ripping Race Trent. Uh, I think it'll be a really good betting race as well. 9 Tavaresen $4.60 into $4.20 and 11 Usain Bowler $4.60 into $4.20. They're the two that's best backed but it goes much deeper than this race. be interested to see what tags tips because this is a really really tricky race. Any money for Age of chivalry? It's been solid but nothing it just holds its price. I think the punters are just going to be very wary. It's a big horse. Gate three, where is it going to get in? In you know the map, I think mappers might have it. So just pegged back a little bit. Uh, Done Valley is its track. Mm. Tags. I
2: have put him in though. You're
3: right. Uh, if they're swooping,
2: number one Highland Beat, uh, yeah, has a huge chance um, in this at value. Um, it will get back and we'll have to sweep though. That's that's pro- providing they are sweeping. Number seven Roxy Castle. Uh goes in two from two around here, so he's he's another valley specialist. It's always good to look for good Mooney Valley form around Mooney Valley as you say, as you know. Uh, number thirteen, Age of Chivalry. He resumed and looks a nice horse in the making. Lightly racing, just got beat here in the in the group three uh, CSA stake. So we sort of know he gets around the joint. Um and that was in the early autumn. Good to see Frosty Lane back too from a stint, uh, from a record breaking stint in Japan, I should say. And he's getting ready uh, for the spring here. So the numbers here are one, seven, nine, eleven, 11, and 13.
0: 179, 11, and 13. Is it, is it on dar- wide? Is it derby day, <laughs> <laughs> you got to go What? Yeah, but you know, we've still got one more leg. Righto. Let's get to that. Race nine, the last on the card. Another sprint over 1,000 here. Pull out numbers 10 and 13. And I can't believe Condor Heroes has come our favourite here. He's got more convictions <laughs> no. than Well, a horse with a lot of convictions.
3: (laughs) Absolutely, Trent. But he has one thing maybe going for him that now he might just be able to focus on being a racehorse. He Mm. was gelded during his uh, spelling time. Condor Heroes, $4.80 into $3.90. The punters want him. But also Tio Nugent's ride, the six non-payer, $7 into $5. I think uh, Tio sort of knocked the, the nail on the head by just suggesting this. He needs to ride really aggressive to hold that spot on the rail and not get bottled up. Yeah, Condor hero. You're, you're right, Trina.
2: He's had a lot of oh, convictions. Not one of mine. But if you actually saw him trial the other day, he, he was scintillating on the packlum Synthetic. He won by six and a half. And what we're saying uh, after the first race, he's two stones lighter. So he's had the ultimate gear change. Uh, and uh, I am worried about his valley form, though. He, he was at the back. He had two starts on it last. his last two runs. But as I said, he's come back a-gelding now. So and the two leaders go in as well. They draw soft in more wanted and non-payer. So the numbers here
0: are five, six, and seven. Five, six, and seven. So the quarty numbers are one, two, three, four, six. Second leg, three, four, seven, ten. Third leg, one, seven, nine, eleven, thirteen. And home with five, six, and seven. It's a little bit
2: over what I wanted to cost. It is three hundred dollars. Very pricey. So yeah, maybe flexi betting
0: available now, you might yes. be able to Dumb it down to uh, $50 for 1% or something like that.
1: On SEN, The Odds Couple with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall.
0: A couple of minutes remaining here on The Odds Couple before we pass the baton to Hutchie and Pickers for Off the Bench. An outside broadcast coming to you from the Parkview Hotel today on Secure Road. So if you're in the area, get along to uh, say hello to Hutchie and Pickers for Off the Bench. Before we sign off, gentlemen, now we've got a difficult task of trying to find a best bet for our punters today. With no Simon O'Donnell, who's been absolutely on fire, so I'm going to let you open the bowling. David, take it. What do you got for us? I'm
2: going to Sydney. I'm still having nightmares uh, over this horse in its Ramorny run. Race seven, number two,
0: haunted. Oh, beautifully done.
3: <laughs> oh, Jules. Uh, Race 7, Mooney Valley, Race 7, number 10, Twilight Run. Progressive four year old. I think it'll be too good for the older horses. And also, just quickly, Monday's the Darwin Cup. There's a winner there. Its name is Leader. I'd be getting involved in it. I think it wins easily. Is
0: that uh, Dyer or Hickmott trained? Hickmott. Hickmott, Hickmott. yeah, Yeah, okay. He loves the carnival. He patronises
3: that well. SD Marshall will be all across the board. He will be.
0: Good luck to uh, Simon in Darwin. I hope you're enjoying the warm weather while we freeze our, uh, you know what's off back here in Melbourne. Uh, best for me for the day. I was tossing up between kiss and cry in race number three or age of chivalry in race number eight. I'm gonna stick with Age of, age have of the Chivalry. Yeah, I'm gonna have the double. I'll, go, I'll take the multi, but I'll go Age of Chivalry is the best race eight number three, are the class to prevail. I agree with Jules, the Valley might not be his track, but I just think he's a, a very progressive animal and he might his class just might get him over the line. That's it for the odds, couple. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week. We'll see Happy who plenty. turns up. Want to witness the world's biggest football game?